We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. We're gonna make it look fly with some DIY. Uh oh, thrift diving. Hey, what's up? It's Serena Pia from thriftdiving.com, which is a podcast, a blog, and a YouTube channel that helps you decorate, improve, and maintain your home with paint, power tools, and thrift stores without sacrificing your budget, the environment, or style. Welcome to episode 57 of the Thrift Diving Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode because I think this is something that a lot of people go through, and I had a moment today that... It didn't really stop me in my tracks at the moment, but later when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) if I'm feeling this way, other people might be feeling this way. Let's talk about what happens when you are embarrassed about your house. You are embarrassed when people come over. You're embarrassed when you look around and you see the clutter, you see the dirt, the dust balls, and you have that moment of like, gosh, I should be doing better. Like, why does it look like this? And I want to talk about that today because I think there's so much going on in the world today, especially with Russia invading Ukraine, people that are losing their homes. And when I had that thought today, I didn't even put two and two together that, wait a minute, Serena, just stop. Just appreciate your home. There's people who don't even have homes anymore because of having to flee their country, because they are in between homes. They lost their job and they had to have their home foreclosed upon. There's so many people who are going through things right now that are not able to just walk into their home and have a sense of belonging, a sense of ownership, a sense of this is my comfort space. And so I want to talk about that today. But let me backtrack a little bit. I want to go back to 2010 when we bought this house. This isn't, well, I always say it's an old 1973 home, but I'm well aware that there are many of homes out there that are much older. <laughs> so really the the age of the house doesn't really matter, but when I say 1970s, I want you to think of what a 1970s home looks like. It's outdated, right? It's got avocado green toilets. It's got that nasty kind of flooring that's like the one sheet linoleum tile. I mean, it's just nasty. <laughs> so that's what it looked like. This house had good bones, but it really needed some updating. And that's what thrift diving was all about. How do you update an old home and not have to spend a lot of money to do it or pay contractors to come in and do everything and spend 50, 60,000 to update all these things that you just don't have money to pay for? Well, my house was not really, I don't know. I mean, it was something that I was very excited about when I bought my house. And I think part of it was because we were moving from a two-bedroom condo. We had more space. This house had a beautiful backyard. Everything was going to be amazing. We're going to decorate and do all these things. And then the realization set in, wait a minute, we just spent all of our money buying the house. We actually don't have money left to decorate or improve anything. Oh my goodness. What did we get ourselves into? That's what was going through my mind. And I walked around for a couple of months with this ball of anxiety just sitting there in my stomach and I couldn't get rid of it. (laughs) No matter what, I was so afraid something was going to happen. But then when spring rolled around, because this was December, this was December 2010 when we actually moved in. And when the spring rolled around, suddenly all the leaves started growing on the trees. And what seemed to be sort of a light, well, it wasn't really a light and airy home, 
but it had more light than when the trees grew in because suddenly the sun was blocked and there was no sunlight coming in. So not only was it old and outdated, but it had no light. Everything was just dark and dreary. And I think I'll leave a link down below where you can actually see some of these pictures of just how dark it was. Part of it was the fireplace in the family room. We had this old brick fireplace and it's a very classic 1970s look, right? Like now you don't find homes that have one single wall with a fireplace and it's just outdated brick. You don't really see that. If you do see it, most likely it's going to be painted because somebody knew that it was outdated and they knew that that fireplace needed a coat of paint. Well, when we first moved in, there was no paint. It was just this really not a very attractive red brick look. And it just sort of sucked the light out of the family room. So for years, I just dealt with this house that that just just made me stressed. And I didn't really like my house for a long time. And then of course, as time went on, we decided, wait a minute, we can actually cut these trees down. I, I mean, come on, I know it's not really a great idea to cut trees down. It's not good for the environment. But when you've got a tree that looks like a head of broccoli, that is literally blocking every little iota of sunlight that could get through. Yeah, that was like an $1,800 well spent. <laughs> so as we started doing things like removing the trees, doing room makeovers, I started learning to love my house a lot more and feeling more comfortable, especially as my DIY skills increased. I felt like, you know what, if something breaks, we may not have money to pay a professional to come in, but I feel like I've got more skills now that I might be able to tackle it. And over the years, as time has gone on and my skills have grown, I feel even more comfortable. Now, there are things that come up that I simply cannot do. Like, for example, we had, I think there was a leak. Oh, in fact, yes, that's what it was. There was a leak coming in from our fireplace and it dribbled down the walls and came underneath the floor and buckled the floor, the the wood flooring there in front of the fireplace. To get that fixed was like $5,000. They had to rebuild part, and it was not a big part. It was like maybe 20 courses of bricks, and that's literally 20 rows of bricks. They call them courses. $5,000, that's not cheap. But all the other repairs and things that were going on over the last number of years, I could do myself, and I felt comfortable, and I started learning to love and appreciate my home, and it became the foundation of like our family, you know, finally, we felt like we belonged. We've, we've been here enough time that we've made this our own home. Well, it's still not perfect. And again, nothing's going to be perfect. But there's still that little bit of, of, I don't even know what you would call it, embarrassment, uh, displeasure, whatever it is that you call it, that little seed that's planted in my mind that tells me my house still isn't good enough. So today I was actually vacuuming. And, you know, I tend to do this. I, I think it's also like a procrastination thing. <laughs> After I drop my son off at the bus stop, my youngest son, I come home, I make a bowl of oatmeal, delicious oatmeal, and I sit down at the table and I work on whatever the puzzle is that I'm working on for that two or three weeks, right? I love puzzles. I just discovered them last December. And for the last year, every every day, you will find a puzzle on my dining room table. I love it. Like I, I you know, if, if it's an easy puzzle, 
I don't like it. It's got to be at least a thousand. Two thousand is great. <laughs> and this is my time to sort of zone out and relax and listen to my my Dateline podcast. I mean, I love it. That's my morning routine. And then generally afterwards, I'm supposed to go and check email and get my day started. Well, sometimes I procrastinate and I do that via cleaning. So I'll get the vacuum cleaner out and I'm vacuuming everything and wiping things down, knowing that I'm procrastinating. But there's times like today where I really had a mission. I was trying to clean up the carpet beetles. Remember episode nine of the podcast, if you have not listened to it, go back and listen to it. It's called Termites, Bedbugs, and Carpet Beetles. Oh my. (laughs) I interviewed this guy. He owns the company that I use for my you know, my extermination needs. It's called Bug Boys. And we were talking about termites, bed bed bugs, and carpet beetles. And carpet beetles is something every single March, April, these little buggers, they come out of hiding, they, they hide in your walls, and they come in from outside, right? Like they're plentiful outside. Probably 99% of homes have carpet beetles, you know, if you vacuum your house, it should be fine. You keep them in check. You don't have an infestation. Well, this time of year, they always come out. So certain spots of my home, I know I will always have two or three carpet beetles just hanging out there, right? And so I decided, you know what, I'm going to get the vacuum cleaner and I'm just going to go through the house and vacuum everything and just make sure whatever's there, I'm going to vacuum it up because now this is the time of year when they're coming out. So as I'm vacuuming in my dining room, I just have this moment where I stop and I'm looking around at the clutter. I've got some clutter in one of the corners of the dining room, some old pictures that I'd taken down that it it was an old DIY project that I did. They're really not even good pictures. It was this project that I did where I tried to do like an image transfer onto blocks of wood and it kind of turned out, turned out, but it kind of didn't turn out. And it's, (laughs) I feel guilty throwing them away, but I don't love them enough to hang them up. So literally for the last two years, they've been sitting in the dining room in a container that I just don't know what to do with. So I'm looking at that clutter in the corner. And then I'm looking over at the other clutter where I have all my puzzles stacked up. And then I'm looking on the table and I see my puzzle there. And on the, I've got this beautiful uh, buffet that I bought and refinished some number of years ago. But it kind of, I don't know, we don't really even use it except for storing games and things like that. And honestly, I don't even love it enough to keep it. If someone came and said, hey, can you give me that piece of furniture? I'd gladly give it away. (laughs) So I'm looking around at this dining room and I'm just not loving what I see. It just looks like a cluttered, disorganized, nothing really fits together. You know, we still have this $12 dining room table that I got from the thrift store and I refinished it. 10 years ago. (laughs) And it's got crumbs all over it because my sons, you know, they sit down at the other end for dinner and lunch and meals and things like that. And they never clean up their crumbs. So I'm looking at this stuff. And I just have this moment of like, oh my gosh, I just would not want anybody to see this room. And I thought about you. I actually thought about you. I thought, what if my thrift diving friends, what if they looked at this? Like, what what would they think of me? (laughs) You know, here I'm supposed to be this DIYer who's all motivated and, you know, who's got these great little ideas to design and upcycle. And here I've got this room that just looks like, oh, like there's nothing special about this room. 
And then that was it. It was a fleeting thought. And then I let it go. And I went back to vacuuming. So tonight, as I was driving home thinking about, okay, what's something poignant that happened to me this week that I could talk about related to my house, my projects, and anything that I think that you could benefit from. And that's what I thought about. I thought about that experience today, and how I just had that moment of embarrassment. Like, oh my gosh, if people saw this, they would not think this is good. They they would be they would be embarrassed for me because <laughs> it just doesn't look like an organized space. And I just was frustrated with the clutter in each of the corners. Another thing too, I've got remember those chairs that I did from the thrift store that is in that gorgeous beautiful purple velvet. I'll leave a link down below so you can see it. Remember those chairs? Well, I did two of them. And one of them is sitting in the dining room, not even at the table. It's literally sitting in the corner because I don't, you know, even though we don't really use our dining room table, I don't feel comfortable putting it there at the dining room table. First of all, it's too pretty. It doesn't really like, I don't want to say fit well, but it's too pretty for the other surrounding chairs. So it's just sort of sitting off to the side, waiting to get its, you know, glory one day when I finally turn this dining room into something a little bit more attractive, I guess. But I've got a couple other chairs that are sitting off to the side. So I've got just random chairs sitting in the dining room just lined up along the wall. And I just got really frustrated. Why? Why does my dining room look like this? Why haven't I taken the time to actually put some time into this room? Why are there patches on the wall? I had something on the wall with those 3M sticky, like Velcro things. And of course, when I went to go pull off the sticky part, well, you know, imagine, yeah, just, yeah, just imagine what happened. It just ripped off some of those patches. And so I've got a couple patches on my wall (laughs) where there's like just nothing there. There's no paint, just a big old patch. And I'm looking at those and I'm just embarrassed. Oh, what is this room? Like, why does it look like this? So tonight as I was driving, I started thinking, Serena, There are so many people right now who are fleeing Ukraine and not even Ukraine. Let's talk about all the other countries that people are are facing some sort of, um, I don't even want to say challenge. Challenges is not even the right word. You know, they're facing some sort of horror. Things are happening to them. They have to leave their country. They have to leave their home. Even if they're in the same country, they have to leave their home and go somewhere else that's safe. You have a safe home. Is it as organized as you'd like it to be? Definitely not. (laughs) Is it as clean as you want it to be? Uh, No, not by the dust bunnies I was vacuuming today. Not by the carpet beetles that I was vacuuming up today. And when I think about the fact that regardless of it not looking as pretty as I would like it to be or as organized, I've got a safe place to come home to. And I want to ask you, you know, are there times when you look around your house and you feel disgust at what's going on in your kitchen. You know, why are there dishes everywhere? In fact, one of my friends, one of my Facebook friends, she and I were friends back in middle school and we're Facebook friends. And I just happened to be scrolling this morning and she posted some pictures of her kitchen. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) this is not the kitchen that you would want to walk in to see after a day of work. And that's what she was complaining about. She's like, this is what I have to come home to every day. She's like, I just want to go to a hotel and that's too expensive and I have a little baby. So I can't do that. But 
people are experiencing these frustrations. You know what I'm saying? Like the dishes in the sink, the dust bunnies, the random chairs sitting around your house. And we allow that to make us feel so uncomfortable that we don't realize, you know what, this is just minor compared to what people are going through in other parts of the world and not even other parts of the world. Here in the U.S., there are people who do not have homes, who are staying with friends and family, who are in shelters, who are in places that are not safe. But you and me listening to this, I think you probably are safe when you walk into your house, right? When you walk into your house, even if it's not the cleanest, there is a sense of safety, security. This is home. This is where I lay my head every single night. And this is where my family gathers at you know, in the evenings or in the weekends, we have that sense. But there are people in the world right now in this country and other countries who don't have that. So I wanted to make this podcast just to remind you that I understand, I really do, like I'm getting goosebumps. I understand what it means to have that frustration that your home does not reflect how you really want it to look, whether it's due to money, whether it's due to time or Maybe you just don't feel like cleaning it. You know what I mean? You may not feel like getting up and and vacuuming everywhere. I only did it today because I had the desire to do it. (laughs) And sometimes you just have to capitalize. When that feeling hits you, you just have to do it. And whatever you're procrastinating on, that's just going to have to wait because I have flooring that I need to to clean up. I have the drive to do it at this moment, so I'm going to capitalize on that. But I think we just have to keep in mind that We're so blessed right now to have what we have, even if it's not very much. We can look on Facebook and see people that have these gorgeous homes. Anytime, I'll tell you, anytime that I see people post pictures inside of their house, it could be a picture of their dog or their kids or themselves, maybe a picture of their feet up on their coffee table and they're relaxing. The first thing I do is I look around the picture and I'm like, oh, what does their home look like? You know, is it like comparable to mine? Does it look good? Does it look like something more modern? What does it look like? Because, you know, I'm just kind of curious like that. But I do compare a little bit and I'm like, man, that would be really nice to have a living room like that. Or wow, she really knows how to decorate her home. And it's easy to compare how their home looks compared to yours. But We shouldn't do that. We should look at our home and just appreciate that we have a home, number one. And also, we have to compare it to what we started from, right? I can't look at somebody else's home and compare it to mine because the the path to get to where I am is not the same as their path to how their home has evolved, right? So when, when I compare my house to that 2000, well, yeah, 2010 home, that 1973 home when we moved in, oh my gosh, it is a world of difference. And if you don't believe me, look at some of the links down below for some of the projects that I've done. We have transformed this place a lot. And it looks good. Now, it doesn't always look like in the pictures because that's a fresh new project. And of course, it's going to look fantastic. Like my kids' room, you know, the one that I painted with the black accent wall and the yellow accent. It was fantastic when I was done. You wouldn't want to see what it looks like now. (laughs) One of my sons, Ohene, was throwing a ball in the room and knocked off that beautiful carving that I did of his name. You know, it's just like this beautiful, elaborate wooden name sign. He knocked it off the wall and broke it in half. So now I have to glue it back together. It's one of those projects that just sits there for months and months and months, and I still haven't gotten to it. So the room doesn't look like what it did when I took 
pictures of it at first. It just doesn't, unfortunately. But we have to look at our house and compare it to its own journey and not what somebody else's house looks like, right? I have this this saying that your life is not, well, how does it say? It's like when you try to compare your life to somebody else, their life is not a ruler upon which to measure your own. So their house is not a ruler upon which to measure your own. So when we see these images on Facebook of people posting their homes, or when we see these images on uh, Instagram or Pinterest, yeah, they're beautiful. And ours may not look like that, but look at how we've changed our own home. Look at what we started with. Look at how you transform this kitchen from this 1970s to something that's more modern. And that's not even the end of it because <laughs> homes just continue to be transformed, right? Like right now, I'm actually doing the pre-pre-planning of a kitchen makeover. Like I want to get new flooring. I want to paint the kitchen cabinets. I think I might want to get new countertops, just something that's more modern and updated. And I'm starting to do that planning in my head. And is it going to look like some of these fantastic, gorgeous kitchens that I see people post? It probably is not going to. (laughs) But when I compare it to what it looked like when we moved in, oh man, those kitchen cabinets were funky. So funky. I I was like, you know what? I can't even clean the inside of these. We just have to get new cabinets. (laughs) So it's been a big change over the years. And I'm going to continue trying to compare my home to where we started and not where other people's homes are. And we can all have ideas in our head about what a dream home would be. and, And we can drool over that. But while we're drooling over that, we can't put down what we have, especially when there's so many people in the world in this country and other countries who are literally leaving with just a few items on their back. I mean, we have to appreciate what we have more than what we are right now. So that's my lesson for you this week. When you look at your house, appreciate it. Make plans for how you want to change it. Maybe change your room around. That's a great idea. Maybe instead of having my dining room look the same, maybe I need to go you know, get rid of a piece of the furniture and bring something else in that I like, you know, just to give it a fresh look. And so it's not just the same old boring dining room over and over and over again. (laughs) All right, that's what I got for you today. It's a short episode, but it's something that was sitting on my heart today. And I wanted to share it with you so that you can appreciate your home and not feel embarrassed and not hate it and wish that you could move somewhere else because your house is so disgusting. No, your house is your house. And honestly, the only person that really cares about it is you. As long as you feel comfortable and safe and happy, your happiness doesn't have to, you know, be an HGTV house. Your happiness could be your comfortable recliner, and it doesn't match anything in your house. But guess what? It's freaking amazing. And it's comfortable. And that's what's important. And let's keep that in mind. It's not about what other people think as well. It's about what we think. And if we're not happy, we can change it. And here at Thrift Diving, we know that it doesn't take a lot of money to change a room around, right? Especially when you got thrift stores and things like that. You can always repaint something. You can refinish and, you know, donate something old and bring something new in. Just don't bring a lot of stuff in and then you have no space for it (laughs) or let it build up. All right, guys, that's what I got for you for episode 57. Now it's your turn. I want to know from you, are you embarrassed of your house too sometimes? And if you are, 
are you going to think differently going forward? Because now you're thinking, oh, you know what? I've not been very grateful. How is this episode helping you love your house more? Be sure to follow me on Thrift Diving. Well, you can go to thriftdiving.com. You can go to Instagram at Thrift Diving. You can find the links to some of the things, the projects that I mentioned down below. But come back next week. We're going to talk about more wonderful things. And I will update you on what's going on with the shed. I will tell you real quick, the mouse in my house, he got caught. <laughs> He's gone. Thankfully, I think he was just a rogue loner coming to look for some food. Anyway, I'm glad he's gone. All right, guys, I will see you next episode. 